Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nose, Drew Stoltz. Sleaze, uh, the season is finally over on the PGA Tour. The FedEx Cup wrapped up, and Patrick Cantley is a very wealthy man. Uh, well, $15 million scoop and score for the kid. Not a bad weekend. Not a bad couple weeks for the kid, actually. Uh, doing quite well. But, yeah, we went in. You know, he was the leader. We got the staggered scoring and all that. And, and honestly, I thought... You never know what you're going to get in that tournament, right? Like if, if Patrick goes out and just goes crazy, like really very few people that could catch him. And there's always that risk. There's probably five guys starting out the week that I think have a realistic chance without something crazy happening. And we really got like the best case scenario at the very end. It came down to the final hole, I mean, the final shot. And you got not just two guys competing for it, but the two hottest players on the planet right now in Ram and Cantlay. It ended up being about as good as I think you could hope for. Yeah, I mean, the first three days were kind of, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, here we go, getting in position a little bit. But, I mean, we got what we wanted, a back nine on Sunday with 15 million bucks on the line. Can't ask for much more. Can't imagine what those nerves were like for those guys coming down the stretch. I mean, here's Patrick Cantlay, who's he's not scared of anybody, but you're still having to look the number one player in the world in the eyes and try to beat him for 15 million. I mean, it's 15 million or 5 million. I mean, it's a big the freaking number. difference. And once again, second week in a row, the clutch putts Patrick Cantlay makes coming down the stretch. Unbelievable. But – Let's talk about how they played the 18th hole because Oof. here it is. Cantley makes the good save for Bogey on 17. Great goes save. to 18, one shot lead. Very tough tee shot on 18. It's narrow. You got to shape it around the corner, and they both just hit seeds out there. Rom was a little further back. Hits that long iron off the down slope. I mean, just oh my god! I got to. I'll be honest. Got, got a little. There movement. was a little flow. There was a little, a little movement flow. downstairs yeah, when that course, was in dude, the air. It's only natural. I mean, the shot tracer did. The ball didn't move. Almost one hops into the hole for a double eagle, which would have. Just, I mean, my God, can you imagine winning $15 million if that would have gone in? Just goes over the green, and here's Patrick Cantlay, who hits a monster tee shot all the way to the end of the fairway, has six iron in, kind of gave it a little bit lean like he lost it right. Yeah. And it goes to 12 feet inside, it, inside of John Rahm. Right off the blade, he was like leaning. I was like, oh, we might have hung that right. That could be front bunker, maybe a little chunk and run, and it lands up there and rolls to 13 feet. I was like, uh, my leans look a little bit different yeah. than that. But, yeah, Rom damn near hold it. By the way, if that five iron – Comes up a yard or two shorter. It might have kissed off that collar a little bit. Roll back down. He might be having looking at something inside ten feet. Yeah, Damn near hold the chip too. But like, I mean, that's that's as good as you can hope for. I think in that tournament, you never know what you're going to get with that staggered scoring. You hope it comes down to the back nine to the final hole. We got it. We got it with the two best players in the world. And I mean, Rom's got to have a little revenge factor coming out at the Ryder Cup. He's probably asking for Patrick Cantlay right now with what happened at Memorial. Was like I'm up by six. Nothing to do with Cantlay. Like you know, Rom couldn't play and he had to. But that's a tournament he's for sure gonna win. I don't care. And then now this thing, this duel that comes down, fifteen million versus five. Rom's got to have a little blood on his mind. I would think at Ryder Cup. It, it was funny. I was sitting. I was watching the the Tour Championship with Max Homa. And you know, here here's Rom finishes second, wins five million bucks, wins the U.S. Open. You know, should have won Memorial, obviously. Had a chance to win a number of other events. And Max goes, has there ever been a more, like, disappointing, successful year than what John Rahm just had? I mean, like, the guy could have won eight times in $40 million. Yeah, a disappointing $15 million year yeah. or whatever it was just on the golf course. Not to mention, by the way, how about the Olympics, which Rahm was gassed up for. We mm -hmm. talked to him. He's like, he couldn't wait for it. He's one of those guys dying to play in the Olympics. Goes over there, or, you know, right before that. Oh, can't play in that, too. You tell me he wouldn't have been on the podium? The guy hasn't played a bad tournament. We were just talking about on the radio. I mean, how long has it been since Ron played bad? It's every uh, it single was May. week. Byron Nelson when I picked him. Byron Nelson <laughs> last time he had a bad week. I mean, it's not like his bad weeks are sixth. Yeah. It's, it's some of the best golf we've ever seen. I mean, he's going to be a monster. We, we were talking about it. Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, probably the team you're going to see for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. A, how do you beat that team? with those two guys that's a that's a team that hopefully is like mollywood for the u.s this year you know with what we saw in paris but rom i mean shit put him out there by himself against two-man yeah. teams i mean he's gonna be hard to beat he is playing he is, some of the best golf since tiger woods era yeah. early 2000s he he is a monster right now no doubt about it i mean he he's the clear-cut number one player in the world at the moment it's so cool to see and he's obviously a subpar guy so of course dude gotta love him but let's talk some Ryder cup because the picks Captain Steve Stricker going to be announcing six captain's picks tomorrow, which is <laughs> going to be very, very interesting. You've gone on record mm -hmm. recently and said you're going 7 through 12. You're one, going right down the list. 1 through 12, that's my team. That's the Up until last week, that was the first time all year I'd picked that. There was always one or two guys like throw him out, bring in this guy. The way things shook out at Eastlake, I think the only guy that really made a huge push for himself was Kevin Na, and I still think he's a little too far back to do it. And when you start when you start splitting hairs, it's like, all right, Berger, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler's up there who hasn't even won a golf tournament. That's pretty damn impressive for a kid like that. I just think 
Berger's done plenty. He's the guy in the 12 spot right now to his bad golf hasn't been there at all either. He's missed he's very great. few cuts in the last like 20 something events. He's, he's top 10 eight times, I believe. I mean, he's had a monstrous year. I think you got to give me a reason to kick out one of these 12 and bring somebody well, else in. And I don't really think there's somebody out there. There's arguments, but there's not a like, yes, this dude is way too hot. We can't keep, we got to can't keep him off the team. I mean, the one name that kind of stands out is obviously Patrick Reed, who, you know, is 11th in those point standings. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had the health issues, was in the hospital for six days, came back, played East Lake, you know, played okay. Solid I mean, for dude. He was in the hospital. Right the hospital for, you're not really hitting and drove out there from friggin' Houston. Yeah, exactly. He's the one guy, you know, we, we discuss this all the time, how those six automatic qualifiers, you know Steve Stricker's going to be in their ear asking, like, who do they want on the team? I just don't know if anyone is standing up and saying, we want Patrick Reed on the team. With what happened in Paris, I kind of threw the team and the captain under the bus a little bit. Yeah, you know, he, big time. He's a force to be reckoned with in the Ryder Cup. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he – I mean, there's no – that's his favorite golf tournament every time it comes yeah. around. I mean, he shows up. He performs normally very, very well. But with – the team of Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, which, I mean, you know, that's that's the deal now. That's a squad. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you do with Patrick Reed. I'll tell you what I do and what I hope happens if he's on this team is you put Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau and you pair them up and it's team villain, team irritant, and just throw them out there and be like, dude, this is our squad. Like, how, the whoever's against them on the European side, there's going to be a lot of – like, you got to beat these guys. These are the guys that everybody likes to root against. And for the first time ever for both of them – They'll be on property, and everybody on property is going to be rooting for them. I think this could go a long way for those two guys. If they were to pair up and play well, go get three points, something like that, to kind of turn the corner for some of the fans out there that like to heckle these guys. You go help the U.S. win a Ryder Cup, uh, you're going to change some minds about you out there. But I would just – I think that team makes sense. Patrick Regan be like, look, dude, uh, I've been in this situation before. I've been the unpopular guy. Let me tell you how it goes. I think that would be a – that would make all the sense in the world. I mean, I think especially like in a four-ball format where they're just playing their own ball. And it's just best ball. Just like, go do your let thing. them go do their thing. Yeah. And Let's you don't make what... it awkward for one of the other guys who probably realistically doesn't want to be paired with one of those guys. It's like you two are the, I don't want to call you the odd man out, but you're the, not the most popular guys in the room. Let's go. But you brought up a very good point. Like if Stricker goes to these guys, the automatic qualifiers at least, which he will, and starts, all right, guys, who do you like? Are they going to go to bat for Patrick after what he did? I mean, to Jim Furyk after the Ryder Cup in Paris, like that was just bad form we were mm-hmm. saying at the time if patrick reed wants on one of these teams going forward you better be an automatic pick because there aren't a lot of captains out there gonna be dying to pick you when you throw them under the bus so that's a bit of a question mark but I, i'm going one through 12. there is one more question mark and that is you know brooks kepka had to withdraw from the tour championship with a wrist injury after he hit the root you know it'll be interesting they don't know how bad it is yet will he be able to go here in a couple of weeks yeah, I mean, from the comments that I saw after the tournament, it sounded like it was more precautionary, like, hey, this is the risk that I've had trouble with in the past. I just, it was, we want to play it safe. We don't want to jeopardize anything going forward. Brooks wasn't going to make a run and win that thing. So it's kind of like, all right, risk versus reward. Where do we stand here? So I'm operating under the assumption that he's going to be okay, especially in a few weeks from now that he'll be okay to play. But yeah, that's a bit, if, if he comes up lame and can't play, and now you got, then it opens up the door for a lot of things. And Webb Simpson's the guy right now at 13 looking in. The one argument you can make, like for Patrick Reed or anyone really, it's like, all right, here's Patrick Reed, not the most popular guy in the locker room, not maybe not everybody raising their hand wanting to play with this guy. On the other side of that coin, Webb Simpson, everybody. I mean, that's Switzerland. That's probably yeah. Mr. Congeniality on the PGA Tour, the most well liked, most well, one of the most well respected guys on tour. Yeah, so that, those are polar opposites. And that's why I, I'm putting him him on the team. In my opinion, I, I don't think Patrick Reed gets picked. I think Webb Simpson does mm-hmm. over him. Just like you said, great locker room guy. Yep. You know, great putter. Which, which we need, and can play with anyone. And that's yeah. a big deal. And my only other one I'll throw out there with you, I mean, I agree with all the others, is if Brooks Kepka doesn't play, I'm going with a little dark horse here. I'm going Sam Burns, who has oh. just – he's led more rounds on the PGA Tour than anybody this year. I know he only got the one victory, but he's got a ton of firepower, can go extremely low, um, you know, not scared of the moment, just gets in there, and he sees one thing and one thing only, and that's the flag stick. And I think he would be perfect for a Ryder Cup. And a guy that I think, A, would be very popular among the players, and B, that you expect from the trajectory that he's on right now to be a part of these a lot of these future team events, President's Cup, Ryder Cup things. It's like, at some point, we got to get kind of the next generation in there. 100%. There's a few guys in there right now, but like most of the guys, bubble-wise, are kind of experienced dudes right now. And uh, Sam Burns, if Brooks can't go, uh, you could make an argument for like the next six after number 12, and it could be a legit argument. But uh, you wouldn't get any beef from me at all if Brooks was out and, and Sam Burns came in. I'd be like, cool, let's go. Yeah, 
Gonna be gonna be so cool, and we are gonna be there. Three Sheeps Bar. Yeah. Hello. Bah. Come get amongst it with the boys over at Three Sheeps. We're gonna have a blast. A little pairings party on Thursday. All the speculation will be over. We'll know the teams. We'll know the pairings. We'll break down the matches. All that. But yeah, Three Sheeps. If you're up in the area, come over, grab a cold one, have a little time with the boys. Send us maybe a shot or yeah, maybe a couple of shots. Yeah, we'll slur our words on this thing. It's no sweat. It's gonna be great. Cannot wait to get up to the Ryder Cup and see everyone. But oh, quick side note. Can I talk about one of arguably the biggest story in golf this week that we didn't touch on? The rat. The oh, rat is back where he belongs on the PGA Tour. Shout out to Kiradek, our boy. Damn, I meant to wear my shirt today for Kiradek in honor of our guy getting his card back where he belongs. Clouds are going to be blowing all over the PGA Tour next year. Everything feels right in the world. So shout Bring out to Kiradek. back. Oh. Kiradek to it the PGA never left. Tour. Never left. God, I love that, man. Yeah, I had to pay Congratulations, our man. We got to do another episode with him. Oh, please come back Phoenix the Dale. We'll fly year. to wherever, actually. Yeah. Just give you us some go to Thailand, time. hang out at his compound? Sure, done. Hit Maybe off those mats, shirtless. Shirtless, perfect. <laughs> Hello, Sounds world. Sounds like incredible. But how about our guest this week, Sleaze? Yes. Also could possibly be on the Ryder Cup team. I believe he's like 14th on the points list. He's 14th, right there. 15th, right around there. The big, long-hitting Jason Kokrak. Big country. Man. Big country. If ever there was a nickname that's perfect for a guy, big country for uh, Jason Kokrak. Got to sit down with him, talk about his monster year that he's had, getting things dialed in with the putter after all these times. A little close run with maybe, you know, shutting down the game of golf like a lot of these dudes who have a close call and then all of a sudden, bam, things click and the world changes. Yeah, I played a lot of golf with Jason growing up. He went to Xavier University, played in a lot of the amateur events with him. Just always just, I mean, he's just country strong. Like, I don't even think the guy goes to the gym. He just wakes up and is like, yep, I'm about to send it by He's a guy like, I'm just going to go lift my truck up and move it to the sidewalk. And he's got a pretty cool new truck after winning Colonial. That thing is sick, by the way. real sick. And one at one of our favorite places on the planet, Shadow Creek. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him, a little home cooking guy that gets out there and knows that golf course, which clearly played a factor in that place the more you play it the the more you kind of understand that but yeah dude i mean what a year from him and it's it's not out of the realm of possibility um it would be a a long shot it would be a surprise to me if he was a a pick on that Ryder cup team but like i said you can make an argument for lots of guys right behind that there's only one person that's won more on the pga tour than him this year correct patrick cantley correct all right well let's get amongst it with jason kokrak here on golf subpar all right we got the big fella in the house today. Two wins on the PGA Tour this year. 11th in the FedEx Cup, 24th on the planet. Got everything working. Putter, driver, Jason Kokrak. How are we doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. It's uh, been watching a lot of you guys lately. Well, thank you. Appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, your stock is rising quickly. But actually, I've known you for a long time. Indeed. I never knew you were actually born in Canada. I was born in Canada. I know you were there very long, but did you ever think of maybe making a case to play on that Canadian Olympic team. Yeah, uh, I've been getting that question quite a bit. I mean, there's uh, another late. fella that may yeah. have played for another country yeah. that wasn't actually born there. That uh, true, true. That's uh, that that did come up. So uh, I've thought about it, but everything that I know is northeastern Ohio. I'm I'm a U.S. guy. I've got a U.S. passport, and I'm I'm rock and rolling. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the best. best you are way more Canadian than Rory Sabatini is Slovakian. I'll that, say that fact. Yeah. I mean, how about that? You play the, It'd been cool if you could have played for the Canadian Olympic team and then qualified for the USA Ryder Cup team. I don't think that. I don't, was I don't think. Out. I think they might have thrown up a little red flag. That at some was point. not going to work out. International <laughs> Presidents Cup slide yeah. in there. Yeah, do mm-hmm. it all. Do it all. That's fine. Oh, okay. We're very official around here. Yeah, yeah right. I, I see that with all your cameras and shit. Yeah. Tight ship. But in all seriousness, you have just been playing some unbelievable golf. I mean, you're known for how far you hit it, but obviously this year it's been the putter that's turned everything around. Yeah. 2020, 151st in putting. <laughs> this year you're always in the top five for the season. You've been going anywhere from one to four. Yeah. Tell us your secrets, please. Teach us. <laughs> teach, teach me. Teach me your ways. Um, well, you guys don't have a D-Rob, so I got mm. to hand, hand it to uh, David, uh, Cabernet Dave, so – he uh, he's an incredible green reader when it comes to you know Bermuda grass. I mean he he's really good at it. I I got to hand it to him. He's I mean I'm not a bad green reader by any means, but he's that much better. And I trust his reads and you know went with it. I mean I think a little bit has to do with uh, the moving to a 36 inch uh, putter as opposed to a 35. So um, I got both hands fully on the putter grip now as opposed to kind of like it sits kind of at the end of my palm. With the 35, so uh, a little more comfortable and stuck with the same putter. Stuck with cross-handed for quite a while now too, so that you know I'm getting more and more comfortable. I mean, and now that I go back to like a, a blade or something like that, it's um, 
it's kind of foreign to me. So it's uh, it's fun to uh, to be talked about in the putting stats as yeah. opposed to just being called the big fella but and he bombs it. You, you mentioned <laughs> that's the, not bad though. You, no, it's not. <laughs> but you're talking about your caddy, David Robinson. Yeah. You mentioned his his green reading on Bermuda. Yeah. And you had three straight top tens in Florida. Yeah. Which I think was definitely the best of your career in that state. For sure. I mean, I. I didn't. I never knew that about him. Is that most of the credit go to him for that? At least uh, I would uh, hand him most of the credit yeah. for that. But, I mean, I always hit the ball pretty good at always Bay yeah. Hill and uh, all those other events. But when it comes to Bermuda, I just don't read the grain as well as he does. And you know, I'd read it. You know, a ball outside and be like, no, the grain's left to right. It's it's straight, and I'd hit it straight. It just it's it's right in the hole. Because you so. were the only guy on the PGA Tour to top ten and all that that three week stretch in Florida. Everybody's like, man, that's kind of different for Jason. Now it all makes sense. News to me. So, but that's there a good go. stat. D Rob. That's a good stat. But I got to yeah. hand it to D Rob uh, for the suggestion to go to um, a thirty six inch putter and his uh, green reading prowess. So and I, he was a beast, like many tour player, like really good player. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, he out there, he would win the money list every year. Uh, actually, my first win came against D. Robin. He had a putt mm. from like 50 feet on the last hole. I'm like, this guy's gonna make it on the last hole from 50 feet. And it's a 50 foot snake on a par five that I ended up making par, but uh, I, he ended up missing it and I ended up winning. But uh, it, it's pretty cool to to talk about those kind of things back in the day. And then you know him and I working so well together. Out the admiral. Tour. He gets floated as like one of the better like not best the guy that played for the guys sport, Spurs yeah. to yeah. not make it. Yeah. No, he could. He, he could gets, play some golf. His name pops up like who's the best guy you ever saw? Didn't didn't a tour card whatever like his name comes up. I mean he can flat out roll it. Yeah. I mean he's one of the best inside of 100, 125 yards putting it and chipping it wedging it. He's he's he could compete on tour. If I hit the drives and anything like outside of you know two hundred yards, he'd be on tour. Yeah, I mean. If you hit the drive for yeah, a lot I of people, could, they'd be pretty, be pretty good. damn good Including too. If you were yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> but we, you know, we played against each other in, in amateur golf. You played it over at Xavier. Mm-hmm. You played. We, we all share a mutual friend here with Wes Holman. Let's just get it out of the way right now. You really wanted his name in here. We're gonna yeah, give it so to you right now. Job. Wes Holman, shout out <laughs> Cincinnati's second finest. But tell us about yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't grow up in Cincinnati. I'm a northeastern Ohio yeah. guy. So, but well, uh, yeah. you ended up at Xavier in Cincinnati. Well, that's true. I was I was hoping that Wes would stay in Cincinnati, play at Xavier, so we could have uh, another another great player uh, at Xavier. But he ended up going to uh, your alma mater, mm-hmm. and you guys uh, decided to kick our butts all the time. You wouldn't believe the amount of money we paid him to get him to SMU. Uh, I couldn't imagine. Same what? amount we're paying you to be on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk, but first off, what, what made you choose Xavier? I, know, I mean, you're an Ohio guy, but did you look at going anywhere else? Because yeah. it can get a little cold up there in the winter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I picked golf balls uh, at our driving range in the snow and the ice. So um, I kind of wanted to go somewhere not – I didn't – I mean, I heard horror stories about Herbie Page at Kent State. So that was, like, down the street from my house. And Love I grew up guy. there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody loves Herbie Page. But, uh, you know, I don't want to get chewed out for, you know, missing a 10-foot putt. I mean, it, it's golf. People miss putts. It's not that there big a deal. So, uh, And I went on my recruiting trip with Steve Lohmeyer. So – that's, mm, that's legend. A, that, that legend in his, own, in his own right and played uh, a lot of golf with him. But uh, I chose Xavier because it was far enough away from home but not cross-country, and I got a full ride. Were you, was it, were you getting recruited by, like, some of the bigger pro? Are you two-time state champ in Ohio, all that? Were you getting looks from other bigger programs just wanted to stay home? Yeah. Uh, I, I got recruited, you know, countrywide, but, you know, I, I just kind of chose the, the, the schools that were recruiting me, you know, California or whatever, wherever it was, it was just not, I didn't feel like it, uh, it was a good fit for me. Um, Ohio State wanted me to walk on, so I decided that I took that personally. And uh, they never beat us in the tournament that we played together. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just feel like to me like you're just a guy who loves being at home. Like, I mean, I know you moved to Charlotte for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then you're like, no, this really isn't for me. I want to be back home where I feel very comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I love Charlotte, but it was getting a little too big. I mean, traveling out of Charlotte was awesome, but. Uh, I'm an Ohio guy um, after we had uh, two kids and you know family help and everything else so we we made the trip I, I told my wife that uh, I would not move back to Ohio unless it was to Cincinnati or Columbus I'm in Hudson so <laughs> I lost there I you lost. go man of your word <laughs> if, if so facto I lost yeah. but uh, I am enjoying it very much uh, my kids are a blast um, and everybody that you know gives me shit for being up in Ohio, I said, uh, I've argued, arguably, I've had the two best years of my career. So. It's working. It's so, yeah. Whatever I'm doing right now is There'll working. There'll be some more dudes you, buying real estate yeah. up there Do you go anywhere year. in the winter to practice at all? Nah, I mean, my swing coach, Drew Steckel, he's out in Vegas and, uh, you know, having the MGM 
uh, brand on my hat. I can go out there and have a good time and practice a little bit with him. So I go, I have family in Vegas as well. So that kind of helps out. Let's go back to Charlotte for a minute because that's the e-golf tour area. Yeah. You spent a couple years on the Jicky. Shout out, Jicky Life out there. You <laughs> had some good runs out there, but it took you a few years before you got on for tour. Sure. And you got a cool story about you, you got pretty close to actually hanging them up and saying, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, um, that is kind of a cool story. Um, first year, I kind of made it out of pre-qualifying, didn't make it out of first. Second year, made it out of first, not out of second. And then I, uh, you know, I was kind of going through the the motions and I was down to my last month's rent, last tur tournament entry fee. And I was like, man, I, I'm going to, I started looking at jobs, starting going on interviews and stuff. I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. So I went on this job interview and I knowingly I had one more tournament left, uh, with the money I had in my, in my pocket. And, uh, about halfway through, I was like, sir, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but you need to take me home. I'm done with this. Like, this is not going to be for me. What was it for? Yeah, what was it? Uh, I think it was with AT&T. I don't remember what uh, job it was. Telemarketer? <laughs> no, it wasn't a telemarketer <laughs> or whatever. Uh, I was kind of out in the field and like people that were having like issues with their you know, yeah. phone service their or service. something like that. Some kind of service. Troubleshooting? Yeah, I was a troubleshooting guy. I'm like, no, nah, this is not for me. So I went home, busted my ass, and uh, I won the money list the next year on the mini tour. And uh, that I think that same season I got uh, web status, shitty web status, but I, I still got status. Did, so you had you had one tournament, you had enough money for one tournament. Did did you find a sponsor, or how did you keep going? That I finished like fourth in that event. Oh, there you go. And you know started that was like the Kickstarter of uh, where I'm at now. Isn't that wild? There's like a, there are a handful of stories like that. What, let's say you go to that event, you told the telemarketer, "Hey, uh, this ain't for me. I'm gonna keep playing mm -hmm. golf." You go there and don't play well. Like, were you gonna I have to I don't go think raise I, money? Yeah, were, I mean, were, were you up for that? I mean, yeah, but like, I just I didn't think it was the right play. I know so many people now that have done like, you know, to give back to their sponsor, they give back like I don't know seventy percent of their, you know, yeah. money that they win back to their sponsor until like a certain time, and I just. That just wasn't for me. I, I figured uh, I was good enough to coming out of college and do my thing. It, if I couldn't make it in four years, then you know it probably wasn't for me. But um, sitting here now is is pretty fun. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's been decision. Yeah. Good decision. Good playing in that last event too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting, but uh, you know, nonetheless, it was uh, it, you know it was, it, everybody knows that it's hard on the mini tours and to play four, you know, three and a half, four years on the mini tours and not really make it is, is hard. It's a grind, no matter what you're doing. It's a grind on the, the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, well, you've made it now. There's obviously no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, you, you're having a really good career before you won. I mean, I think you played 230-something events before you won. Yeah. But, I mean, you kept your card, I believe, eight years in a row. Yeah. I mean, you were rolling, and then you get to Vegas, and everything comes together, and things change. I mean, how much, like, was that a monkey off your back, just getting that win, getting out of the way? and and when you do get that first win, does it kind of free you up now? Um, yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's in less pressure or anything else, but it was funny. I missed the cut at Shriners the week before. I think I shot six under and the cut was seven. Yes. It was ridiculous. Yes. And I was like, man, I played actually halfway decent. I should be making this cut. And I was still hitting it good and went out to Shadow Creek a couple of times. And I, I mean, you know Shadow Creek is probably as well as I do. And uh, it was kind of fun to to play a golf course that nobody else had played, but I had played quite a few times. So I knew where not to miss it uh, at that place, which is a, is, is a big key. And um, it was kind of like a, one of those weeks you're on cruise control. I mean, the ball doesn't move a lot out there, so I got used to it and I, uh, I made some putts. You just passed me in career earnings off of Monty Montgomery with that win out of Shadow Creek. Did I? Yeah, Did just I? barely. Just barely. <laughs> <laughs> just had to hate on Monty a little bit. Just, but just, I mean, what a place Stay to away win. from Taylor, play yeah. Monty. Yeah, what yeah. a place to win, though. I mean, Shadow Creek, just one of oh. the best golf courses in the world in Vegas. It's incredible. Huh. That's I'm so jealous. And now they're moving it. Yeah, now they move You go it. win the one and only, and now they move it. That's probably a conspiracy against you. Well, I've played Summit a couple times, too, so mm. look out for uh, ain't too far down defending. The road. But, hey, uh, it's it's always fun to, to go out to Vegas at some of those courses. They're, they're in pristine condition. I mean, honestly, Shadow Creek, I'd never played that golf course that firm and fast yeah. before. Normally, it's, like, pristine but kind of soft. Best greens it's ever. The, oh, just so good. It's immaculate, amazing. like Augusta Vegas. Yeah, I, I would put them up against Augusta that week all day long because they were extremely fast. I mean, they're always fast, but that week it was really fast. I was getting texts all week from guys, Paul Casey, um, among others, that were like, these are the best greens I've ever seen. They are. Yeah. They, they, were, they were unbelievable. I mean, there wasn't 
uh, one spot on any part of the green that was a little bit bumpy. If you hit a good putt, it would go in the hole. Yeah, I, I don't know people... how they get better out there sometimes. Like, what? how could it be possibly I know. more pure than this? Like, this is, this is glass. Well, they look different that week because they were kind of a little more brown than normal because they were so firm. Firmer. Like, that first bounce was yeah. legit. Like, it, you, had to, you had to be weary of it. Which but, makes it so yeah. good. Yeah, and that way. you can't drop a better city to win in. And no. you're sponsored by MGM. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this celebration that night. <laughs> well, it was definitely during COVID. So, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't, I mean, I celebrated, but not like I would have if yeah. it was wide open. But uh, nonetheless, uh, a couple of uh, three liters did, uh, were cracked at that uh, after party or dinner party or whatever. So that, that was a, that was a lot of fun. As you were, they weren't you in be. one of the? You had like a big suite or you're somewhere. So were you, did you have a piano going? What was going on? Uh, I don't know if I had, I had a big suite. Can so you that, remember any? Of <laughs> yeah, I remember everything. What's I remember, the piano? I, I actually didn't hear about I, the piano. I can't. No, I've made that I up. I guess. Oh, okay. May, maybe yeah, we make a lot of stuff. shit up on this show. That's Pretend you had a piano. <laughs> yeah, I had a piano. I had a staircase. I had <laughs> a big. Uh, I had a big balcony uh, in my room. Okay. It was one of the ones at MGM. There's only four of them uh, up there, and it was like this huge balcony. I just walk out there, and I'm like, I can't. I just won Shadow Creek, and. I, I opened the bottle of Pappy 23 that uh, Ooh, Lance, Lance left me in my room, and hello. I decided that uh, I was going to start it off with drinking a, a few of those, and then going to dinner with the, the rest of the crew. And I actually stayed in town uh, the next night too, and had a little. As bit. you should, I, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't leave. By that the way, place. balconies in Vegas are dangerous. I can't believe they allow any of the hosts to have those. Yeah, but I mean, the railings are. Pretty substantial. Okay, you gotta try. Just I, would to make think. Sure I mean, I wouldn't up. have to try. Some people <laughs> yeah, might yeah, have to yeah. try to get, get over top of them, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, yeah, you gotta be. You definitely gotta be careful out there. Mm. All right, so two hundred thirty something events till you get your first one. Now you've already added another one to the list. What's the difference between Jason Coke, other than the putter? Has anything like changed mentally? Do you think you're doing anything other other aspects of the game? You're doing better than you ever have before. Well, I mean, I think it's just kind of a, a collective group. Um, when I hired Drew, when I hired D-Rob, um, you know, I told these guys, I was like, hey, you guys do the thinking for me and I'll be the trigger man. Like, you guys know what you're doing. And I, I hired Drew to, to kind of go, th you know, keep an eye on me to make sure I wasn't too stuck underneath or anything like that. So, I mean, just the, the, the team that I put around me, it's a small team that um, it's working. And, you know, a you know, you know better than most that, a little bit of confidence can go a long way. So uh, if I'm driving it well, the iron play uh, since I've been going with Drew has been off the charts. I mean, when I switched to, switched to PXG, it was, uh, you know, great. I mean, I think I led uh, – I don't know if I led greens and regulation, but, I mean, I think I led from outside of 200 yards. Well, I hit a 7-iron 200 yards. That's fair. So <laughs> Thanks. That, that helps. Sorry, I hit Paul. a head cover. Yeah, that's, so, that's sorry, Gary. Paul. Yeah, that's Gary. That's Gary. That's his little pal, Gary. You were self-taught, though, for a long time, right? Like, yeah, you I mean, weren't teaching coming up. Uh, I had a swing, uh, a swing coach when I was a kid um, for a lot of years. It kind of just taught me little things to, you know, teach me three or four other things. And never really wanted to change my swing, but... Uh, he was good. I mean, Joe Allen was uh, amazing. He still works out of uh, in Warren, Ohio, where I grew up, and he's uh, he's still a great coach. I mean, I tried to get him out here on tour uh, a couple times, but he has such a great junior program uh, in Warren that it's hard for him to to, to leave. So uh, I hired Drew a couple years later, and you know, kind of hit the ground running uh, running out here to to have somebody a little bit more full time, but not you know hold my hand week in and week out, day in and day out. I like that. That's What's weird. he done with your swing like that you didn't do before? Like biggest change? Um, I wouldn't say biggest change. Like I know like what works for me, um, you know, keeping the stance open, you know, keeping, you know, a couple of the pressure points uh, at, during my swing and, you know, just freeing it up and letting it go. I mean, I know when I'm getting too far stuck underneath and hitting a push or, you know, over rotating and, you know, hitting the, the big hook. But uh, it's just the, the little small things that, that we work on and, you know, um, you know, we work on, you know, hitting it a little straighter instead of just relying upon the big draw. Mm -hmm. One thing, whenever I've watched you play, obviously, a lot lately, you never seem to get nervous, flustered, or anything like that. But inside, like trying to get that first win, is there is there some stuff going on? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. Dead I think calm, that's something that people love to hear. Because like, well, yeah. you look like nothing changes. You make birdie, nothing. Bogey, nothing. 
Yeah. But you're here. You're trying to get that first PJ Tour win after first, knocking on the door for quite a long time. First, yeah, I mean, it was a long time. But, I mean, I've said this a million times that if you would have told me my first year, you know, the way I went through the mini tours, the way I did everything, if you told me I'd have a 10-year career without a win, I'd be like, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Sure, whatever. But, I mean, there's plenty of people that have played on tour that have never won. But uh, 10 years on tour is, uh, you know, a pretty good feat in itself. And I just think that, uh, yeah, I in, inside I was nervous. But, like, I was like, just, just stick to what works for you. You know, aim a little bit left and – just kind of hit a little push draw out there, and you know that that drive on eighteen at yeah. uh, Shadow Creek Ooh, was one. Hit of the a best. seed on eighteen, so I, I could flick a little. I hit a little there. flat seed on eighteen. <laughs> I've laid up there before. Uh, I've laid up because I've yeah, hit it in that left yeah, bunker yeah. before. It's it's not that good, but you know Shadow Creek's one of those places that if you get out there, you like visually it looks way tighter than it actually is. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, so I've hit a couple mm -hmm. tee balls out there, so I kind of know. I knew that like I could aim at certain places mm -hmm. and hit it in certain places that you know most people were like, man, this looks really tight here. So, um, but I was definitely nervous. Um, you know, I had been in contention before. I've done a lot of that stuff, and you know, got ahead of myself. I said, you know, the, this is a tournament. Just let it come to you. Stick to your process. Don't get fast. And you know, even at Colonial, I did the same thing. I was like, just slow down. Let it, let it come to you. You're playing good. And even like the putt on 18, I was like, I was tr I'm trying to go slow. And I rewatched it. I just saw my putt on uh, the last hole, the like four footer or whatever, and it looked like I was running to the ball. <laughs> so it's like I was trying to go slow, but I was running to the ball, and, and it was fast. So in a colonial, you're going head to head with Jordan Spieth, who, yeah, no offense, was the crowd favorite. Really? <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. But a couple guys. <clears throat> you think that made it like even easier for you because you knew like okay, everybody's focused on Jordan. You, here I am. I'm just going to take care of my business and see yeah. if I can get it done. Well, I said the, uh, the day before uh, with the media, I said, I, I'm here to spoil the party. I'm not <laughs> going to let him, you know, win. I mean, we separated ourselves. We knew it was kind of be a little bit of a match play uh, type deal. But, I mean, anytime you've, you know, you go head up with uh, a major champion, multiple major champion, I mean, one of the best all-time putters, wedgers of the golf ball in the world. And, you know, I, I held my own and. It was uh, definitely, you know what, I, I think it was more so not winning that tournament. I wanted that damn truck. Mm, that truck yeah, was truck. sick. Yeah. Do you have it yet? Yeah. What you, it was delivered on Tuesday after the tournament. Oh, my God. What I mean, it was, Tell them about it for yeah. people that haven't seen it. Uh, so I won a 1946 Dodge Power Wagon. And instead of saying Dodge on the front, it says Schwab. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a Power Wagon uh, Dodge, what looks like a Dodge. But underneath, it's an LS3 Corvette swap. That what? How's the drive? Is that around the town type of truck? Yeah, it's my grocery getter. Okay, my grocery, grocery getter. getter. <laughs> yeah. You can get there fast. Uh, you know what? It's not, well, it's just like a 10,000 pound truck. So it, it's, uh, it's 400 and some horsepower, but custom transfer case, big rear end. I mean, it's designed to go rock crawling and bury, bury itself in the mud. But I mean, I can definitely wake up a neighborhood driving down the street. Yeah, the thing looks nasty. It's, that is awesome. it's super cool. It's like I mean, inside, it's got all the, the plaid tartan stuff inside. Uh, they cut off a piece of, uh, I don't know, frame or something like that, made like a like a Bowie knife. I mean, it's not like a, it's not so like cool. a little like pocket I forgot knife. about the truck. The truck's, yeah. 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 But, I, but yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Like, I wasn't even home. My wife and I took a little trip to Charlotte for a couple of days. It was delivered, and my father-in-law took, I had to sign on the paperwork or whatever to get it delivered. And my kids are out there like, this is our monster truck. Like, yeah. this is for us. And that's it. They like to climb in it and do everything. I actually started it one night uh, or one afternoon. And it was like they were messing with the, the shifter. And it, I started it in reverse and just started going backwards oh, in my garage. <laughs> it actually does fit in my garage. I'm shocked. I am too because it's long. It's taller than it is long. Yeah. Like, I drive it's an F. heavy. Yeah, it's really it's heavy. heavy. I have an F-250 too. So. Yeah. That's actually bigger. I have 37s on that, but yeah. trucks on trucks on trucks. Do you think you win that tournament against Spieth at the place where he plays? I mean, so well around Colonial. If yeah. you hadn't closed the door at Shadow, you know that's a great question. But uh, the year before, I finished third, uh, lipped out the putt to uh, to go into a playoff the year before. So I had some good memories. Um, switched back to an old setup driver that I had. Um, I drove the ball incredible that week, and even Greller told me on uh, driving range today. He's like. I, I mean, you hit it 320 down every fairway. Yeah. Like, how, how, are we, around there. how are we supposed to beat that? You had wedge in on every single hole. Yeah. 
And not a lot of guys will hit driver all around that. That's why, like, on paper, I guess people look at big. Maybe that's not the best coke rack course. But if you do hit driver out there and challenge it and hit straight, I yeah. mean, you can go get it. There's just a lot of holes that, you know, you have to either challenge. I can take a lot of some of the bunkers out of play. So it kind of made sense. But um, I drove it really straight, kept it in the fairway, kind of like uh, this week. Very similar. Yeah, Memphis, yeah. You got to drive it straight to, to, com- to contend here. Yeah, you mentioned Jordan Spieth, multiple major champion. I feel like that's the next step for you. You've played 18 majors, yet to have a top 10 yet. Yeah. What do you think the difference is? Is it just confidence, or now that you're this this putting change, do you think you're ready to compete in majors? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's the same mentality. I mean, it's it's a golf tournament. It's not like, you know, yeah, it's a major. You want to do your homework, but, you know, it's sticking to the game plan and not getting ahead of yourself. And I think sometimes uh, before I'd force it or try to do something that I'm not really – you know, supposed to do or capable of at that moment in time. And, uh, I just think I, I, I keep the ball in front of me and keep, start putting a little bit better. And, um, you know, you, as in a major, you got to drive it well. Do you I think this sounds pretty good with well, that recipe? I was going to ask. Do Bomb draw, the high draw, good? the high draw, putting good. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the November masters was my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, a little different. Uh, the golf course was not what it was, you know, brought up to be yeah, uh but the next one was great i mean i just honestly i didn't drive it i drove it very poorly the, the last two times i played augusta so i think i can definitely uh contend there if i drive it well because you know i can reach all the par fives with, without an issue i mean i hit my ball flight super high so uh, i definitely think i can compete in majors it's just um getting out of my own way yeah we look forward to seeing it but we mentioned I mean, obviously you hit it a long ways you know all the players nowadays on tour they're in the gym pumping iron hitting it further you're just you naturally too? just country strong. <laughs> I'm just a big guy. Yeah, you're a big guy. Like, are you in the gym? Are you doing any of this stuff that they're I, doing? I worked out five days a week in college for a couple of years, and I got pretty big, pretty like very strong. But I just like my short game struggled, mm. and just the the touch around the greens and the putter and some of the wedges and whatnot just kind of struggled. So um, I just try to eat a little bit healthier than than I did before, and. You know, I dropped about 30 pounds last year. Uh, I packed a few pounds back on, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty what easy. Are you gonna do? It's pretty easy to do, but uh, you know, you stay away from the the high sugar intake and the fried food, and you know, I seem to drop a little bit of weight. I mean, you walk. I walk all the time. I mean, at the the heat this week, you know, I'm definitely gonna lose a few lbs this week. But uh, you know, it it's golf. I mean, you gotta have fun with it. I mean, if you can't have fun, don't play. You're like a, I would call you like a throwback player. Like you, you, you work out, but you're not crazy in the gym. Like yeah. all these guys, you work with a teacher, but it's not crazy. You know, build me a perfect golf swing, all yeah. that stuff. You like that fun. You got a little cocktail out here right now. Like who other, what other guys on the PJ tour would you say are in that same category? It's like still enjoy themselves and don't go crazy with all maybe like some of the super young guys that are doing it all. Honestly, there's so many guys now that are in the gym doing the, doing their thing, but like the, there's just a, a big spread of guys that, most of them are working out. Most of them are trying to eat healthy, eat right, and do the right things. But, you know, golf is uh, a game that anybody can play from John Daly to, you know, Tiger Woods at, you know, his prime. I mean, he's the, the epitome of this game. I mean, Jack's won more majors, but, you know, Tiger was extremely dominant uh, with what he did. So um, I think you kind of just want to stick with what works. But, I mean – there's too many guys out here. The young guys are hitting it further and further. You know, it, it seems to be working for him. I mean, you know, Bryson is one of the, the best players in the world. I mean, he's hitting it further than ever. But, you know, you, you do see some of these guys that are, you know, getting hurt at a younger age because they're trying to swing it too hard. I mean, in all honesty, I'm not trying to swing too hard to, to hit it as far as I do. Being you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I got kind of a short, short backswing. And, you know, I, I mean, I grew up actually a small guy, I hit it short, and, uh, you know, I putted, chipped it really well. And then I got taller and taller and started hitting it really, really far. And in college, you know, you're good friends with Gary. Gary and I played quite a bit in college, and uh, I, I moved it quite a bit further in college than I do now. Yeah, same with him. It's, it's great. But you control it now. And yeah. you're 24 in the world, so things are going all right. I'm 24 in the world. The blueprint is working. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's more injured guys now ever than on the PGA Tour at a time where there's more guys in the gym doing all this stuff than ever before. Like, there's a correlation. Well, there's also no off season anymore. That's a, I don't want to. I wouldn't blame it all on the gym. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a longer them. season, but there's a lot of the dudes season on never really. I I mean, with the the new schedule just coming out, I mean, the it it really never ends. 
uh, to be honest. I mean, you can play from January 1 to the middle of December. You basically have Christmas off and you get back after it. So um, I think by design, playing a few less events, being more well-rested and ready to play instead of just grinding out four, five, six weeks in a row. It's a little different at the end of the year if you're trying to keep your card. But mm -hmm. uh, to play well, I think you need to be more well-rested and you know, mentally you need to be ready to play instead of you know, physically. No doubt. Well, I know something you're very passionate about is sports. Mm. Let's talk about your Cleveland sports teams. Mm. Okay, the land. The okay. land. The land. Rank your teams for me. Ooh. Okay, rank your Cleveland sports teams for me, top to bottom. Uh, Cleveland sports teams, top to bottom. Uh, that's the Browns. Okay, Browns are one. Um, trending. Uh, they are trending. God, everybody, they are. Everybody's Trending. hyping them up. Yeah, this year. they it's are. One eighty on them. I mean, I love that they're 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 making some moves in the in the off season. I think that I, everybody's like, this is their year, and I'm like, well, pump the brakes a little bit. They got to play well together as a team. They don't. They can't just have a bunch of super athletes and they got to you know, play well to get out of their division. Yeah, that's true. I mean. That's true too. Uh, but. Cleveland sports, uh, I think I might need to find a new baseball team with the Guardian. Thing. Well, one of my questions was, what do you think about the Cleveland Guardians? It's awful. It's, God. The Guardian, it's, dude. It's horrendous. No, it's, it's a awful. hot name. No, it's not a hot name. <laughs> the Cleveland I'm Indians, I mean, it's, it's not even whatever field they play on now. It's the Jake. Jacob's Field is what I grew up with right when they built it. So. Albert Bell. Albert Bell. God. Mm. I mean, I used to, whenever there was a home run, I'd always, uh, there'd be a ball right here. My dad always used to take us into... Uh, into left field and he'd be out there and I'd be throwing the ball back at him like five, six years old. So, um, I grew up watching baseball, so I, I like it. I just, the, the, the name, the name is, the name is bad. Willie Mays, Hayes, Pedro Serrano. I mean, they got I mean, all the legends. I know. Sandy I mean, Alomar. Major league. Just, oh, I mean, this is the best sport uh, it is. of all time. It is. I mean, it's going to go down uh, in history as the Indians. So, I mean, I'm still going to wear the Indian stuff that I got. So and it's a fantastic logo, by the way. It's not disrespectful. It's the best I mean. hat. No, baseball, it's probably. so good. It's one of the. It, it's up there. People wear that that don't even give a shit about the Indians. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? it's, it's like, like people that are hat. not Yankees yeah. fans. They wear it mm -hmm. or LA. You know, yep. same, same deal. Okay, next serious Cleveland question: LeBron or no LeBron? Ooh, uh, that's tough. Um, obviously, when he was in Cleveland, uh, I, I I was always a big LeBron fan because I thought he was you know one of the best you athletes in Akron, I ever I've ever seen. I mean, he's six eight and two hundred seventy pounds and you know, can run down the court in 10 mm -hmm. steps. I mean, nobody does the He's stuff an alien, that he does. Yeah. He is an alien. I mean, him and Russell Westbrook now, I mean, are two aliens playing together on the Lakers. But um, I'm still a big Cavs fan. Uh, I'm a Browns season ticket holder. Um, the only team that I kind of jumped ship for the, the, the neighboring city was the I, – I cheered for the Penguins because growing up there was no, uh, yeah. no hockey team in Ohio. So – are you Buckeyes guy? A football? Big, Buckeyes football. Even though they asked ask you to walk on? They did. I'm Buc I, I mean, I'm a big Buckeye fan. Okay. Huge Buckeye football fan, Xavier basketball. Yeah, that's fair. Uh -huh. Xavier doesn't have a football team. Yeah. Yeah. If that's, that's, if that's, good, that's good basketball If that's okay team. with you two. We're, I, you know what? I accept consult. it. All right, we'll allow it. We'll you allow can root for the Buckeyes. Uh, <laughs> We're going to allow fair. this. Fair. Give you a fair. pass since Xavier doesn't have a football I got to see how this whole Guardians thing goes with the goes with the uh, baseball team so, first. I don't follow baseball a lot, but I saw the name came out a few weeks ago. And then, like, last night I was laying in bed and crossed the bottom and said Indians. And I'm like, wait, when does this take a f so, next season? I am an Indians fan, and I heard nothing about it before it came out. Zero. Yeah. Well, and I was like, when was this even in? I knew, like, eventually I thought, you know, with uh, Washington – Changing their name to the the football team. That's a good name too. Yeah, the Washington. Football That's right team. there. There was so, a lot of great. No ones fan out there. is gonna call them. But hey, you going to the Guardian? Like people that have been fans for thirty years, they're gonna still call them the Indians. I mean, you're going to the Tribe game. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's weird to see all these teams that have, you know, been been that team ever since their inception and. Now they're they're changing their name and changing the you know the fabric of you know baseball or the society or whatever you want to call it. I just uh, I disagree with it and that's just my personal opinion. It's different. I'm with you on that. That's for sure. E nine time. Yeah, let's hit that. All right, nine fun questions e about the great Jason. Nine. Coatcrack. Yes. All right. Rapid fire. We let's, ask this to let's, everybody. Let's go. They're all about West. No. Yeah, all about West. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can trade lives with anyone for a day, dead or alive. Who do you want it to be? Ooh, trade lives, anyone for a day. That's a really kind of a tough question. Let's move on to the next one. I'll think nope, about you it. have to answer it. Oh, I got to answer it immediately. Um, Pedro Serrano. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a day. 
Tiger Woods in 2000. There you go. Which Pretty day? Any, Any of them? U.S. Open Sunday. Yeah. Uh, by a million. Sunday winning the Masters by a thousand. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be as nervous cruising around Fifteen shot lead. All right, yeah, I got an eleven one. shot lead going in the last four. You'd be holes. all right. I think I can make you it can work. You can cruise that one home. Uh, you know what? I even me, I could screw that up. Yeah, less nerves than Shadow. Mm, yeah, I would. I'm not gonna lie, Shadow. I did. I had a little. I was shaking a little bit on. You know, I hit driver wedge in the 18, and I was shaking a little yeah. bit on the. I was like, I got to get this down in two. Quick note, uh, Colonial. I had like a 30 footer, and I had to get it down to three. Putted it to four feet, and right before I hit my putt, I was like, you know, right center or whatever, D-Rob. He's like, even you can get this down in two. <laughs> <laughs> Great caddy in there, D-Rob. Uh, that's, that's, that's a player, yeah, player mentality, uh, D-Rob. All oh, right, yeah. next one. Which fellow PGA Tour radio host do you think has done more shows while severely intoxicated? Pat Perez. Okay, there it is. The other <laughs> one was going to be McGinnis. <laughs> Ooh, that's McGinnis actually, has worked a long time. Yeah, that's true. Dude. That's true. But, I mean, I've been. That's batting a thousand, though. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't missed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's 98% intoxicated, 2% not. He's on McGinnis, the unmade bed. Is that what they call him? The, well, that's not, I don't think, very public nickname. Well, it is now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> What's wrong with the unmade bed? I think it's, it's a fantastic There's plenty of nicknames. Yeah, yeah, up with I think it doesn't matter. He likes it. He'll uh, be okay with it. He would not care at all. He will be fine. All right, speaking of Pat Perez, mm. uh, his hair is, some say special, some say terrible, whatever you want to call it. Mullet. Would, would you grow your hair out? Like Pat Perez to make this year's Ryder Cup team. Yes, beautiful. I think I like looked, that. that's dedication. I think you might look nice with it. You ever you thought about just doing it for fun? A little bit of flow. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. A little lettuce. Uh, I actually during quarantine, I, you know, my cousin and I, we decided that we were gonna grow a uh, grow mustache, and uh, I had a mohawk for a little while. Oh mm. shit! Yeah. You bring that back now. Yeah, I'll show you after the show what I actually I would like. like I would like to see. I look that, like I actually. look like a crazy person. Oh, I was. Yeah. Well, I am a little bit of a psycho. All right, we've been talking about your caddy, D-Rob, right? One of the best mini-tour players not to get on tour. If you the put Admiral. 2010 D-Rob on the PJ Tour for the whole 2021 season, where does he finish on the money list? Hmm, that's a good question. I think... You just uh, beam him on the tour. <laughs> you just beam him up, yeah. Scotty. Uh, I think he scares keeping his card because he can play... He can play Wyndham. He's monday into Wyndham before... He can play, you know, what what was the Greenbrier. He could play some of the shorter golf courses. Um, you know, he struggles with some of the long ones like Torrey Pines, but, I mean, that's any player that hits it pretty short. But I think he would, uh, he would do probably better than most people think. All right. Well, D-Rob keeping his card. I like that. All right. Talked about your love the Cleveland sports. Mm-hmm. Which team, obviously you've got the Browns, the Cavs. We're calling them the Indians because they're still the Indians. They are the Indians. Which team you have the best chance of suiting up for? Ooh, uh, and being somewhat successful and actually playing in a game yeah you uh, gotta get out there uh, I used to play baseball but uh, I mean I think the best chance that I would have to play for any of the teams would probably be like tight end for that the was my pick tight, tight end, end for the Browns yeah. there you go Bacon how are the mitts? hands how are the mitts yeah I can sticky catch. I can catch sticky hands yeah Mayfield okay. to co-crack yeah you better not throw it hard, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw it hard, though. <laughs> Don't throw it hard. Okay. I mean, it, it's amazing. I had a buddy in high school that was back up to Roethlisberger at Miami that could absolutely throw a seed. And, I mean, throwing it that hard, it's, it's coming in faster than you think. Uh, but, yeah, missiles. But, I mean, I don't know. How long are you giving me to prep? I don't know. You already answered it. You're you tight feel, I feel like you're game with. ready right now. Yeah. You only got to run 10 yards and turn around. You can do that. That's true. I just don't want to get Well, you're a big guy, but you're the shortest guy on the basketball court, so the Cavs are out. Uh, yeah, the Cavs are out. But I, play, I, I actually have played probably more basketball than any other sport. Okay. Big oh, country. Don't tight it. Big country. Big yeah. country. Big country. Yeah. Uh, all right, next one. All right, you won the CJ Cup at Shadow yeah. Creek. How many do you think you would have won by if you could have had a couple Ronda Ritas? <laughs> it could be boat race. I don't know. I mean, I, I was on cruise control on Sunday. I think I shot like 64. Yeah, you did. But have you ever played Shadow before that week without having a Ronda Rita? 100%. Oh, you have? I mean, I've, I have I don't think I've played Shadow Creek sober. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time. Colt knows. Yeah. Well, well, never, you, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like a prereq when you show up. Like, you go in there, you get a couple of Well, I mean, the, 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 the Coca-Cola Pro-Am, that, which is always the... <laughs> The MGM deal is there's a there's a party and you know a little bit of you know festivities the uh, the night before so uh, 
one morning I had to hand the keys over to the, the person I was driving with. I was like, you, you need to drive to you, the, you get us there, fellow. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm going to throw him under the bus. It was Pat. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> oh God. I, I would ask some stranger. Jesus, right. take I almost, the wheel. I almost had to call an Uber. Mm. Been there. You would have been better yeah. off. Yeah. No. Been there. No. All right. All Number right, seven. Okay. On par threes, you're in between clubs. Shoot. Do you still take out two clubs like you did in amateur golf and put the one you're not hitting in upside down? No. Mm. Do you mm. remember this? No. I, do, did I do this? Porter Cup. I'll never forget this. You and I are playing together. We're on par three. And you're two clubs on <laughs> me. It's just habit. You look at the other person's bag. And obviously, we're carrying our own bags. <laughs> you pull two clubs out, and then you look at the one, and then you, you put it in upside down so I couldn't see which one you were hitting. <laughs> yeah, I was just mad at you because, I mean, we played so many college rounds together, and you beat me all the time. Well, now look. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let you beat me. I'm going to play those mind games. Yeah, now you're going to guess pump. which one. You're going to have to, gonna have to you. guess which one. Mm-hmm. I'm holding the other one, palming it. God, it feels like a five. Now that you say that, I do I've remember that. i told that story so many times. That's, that's just the blatant, like, yeah. Screw you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, nah, bud. You figure it no, out. You can figure it out. I could easily out. just put this back Remember in. Remember what hole was on? Yes, it was on the back nine against the back. It's, it's like 15 because then you go six, 18s across the street. So maybe it's like 16, 15 or 16 at the quarter cup. Yeah. Don't even put the towel over the back. So you no, can see. just put it upside down. down like, yeah. just, play, like yeah. just have the numbers kind figure of, it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that. Like, I'm going to have to start doing that more often. Be like, no, D Rob, leave that in the bag. Yeah, yeah. This fucking guy. Florida <laughs> 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 Cup. Is that the year? Uh, I, I, um, no, Harmon won by a million. Well, I remember playing with Harmon because he would like skank it up onto the green and make every single putt. What he, yeah. On, yeah. But I mean, no, but like this was, this is something I've never seen before out of any human being. I mean, you cannot make this many pots in a row. I think mm. one putted like 15 of the 18 holes. Amateur golf's the best. Oh, it was it so was much. That Porter Cup was yeah, one of the cup, best yeah. best golf tournaments out there. Maybe bring that back, though, this year. Maybe yeah. a championship. Did you end up playing well in that Ryder event? Cup. Or did you get probably. stuck that in was it? Good probably won. Golf. I don't know. I probably won. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, year man. was it? Oh, seven? Uh, yeah, I probably did. Yeah, one of yeah. things. All right. Last one for me. I'm interested in this because we've asked a lot of our guests that come on here. All right. If you got in a bar fight. Who's the guy that you want by your side on PJ Tour morning? One, your name's probably the most common one floated out there. So we now I'm asking the same you: exact last question. Is this the this same one? All right, double whammy. So now double you're whammy. in a bar fight, and you gotta have somebody to helping you. Who, right. you. who do you want? Um, hmm. Does it have to be current? Yes. Yeah, give me a current guy. Uh, and it has to be a player because mm-hmm. there's yeah. a pl- plenty of caddies yeah. that I'd love to have on my side. Um, the only one that I know for absolute fact that can throw hands is uh, Ernie. Okay. Else, I've heard, so, but I've, I mean, he, he, you know, yeah. I don't think he does that quite as much anymore. He's not willing to, but uh, you know, there's some other. Uh, there, I mean, you got to pick another. That's a big duo there That's between a, the two of y'all. There's some. I, mean, I think more importantly, the second part of mine was who would you least want on your side? Ooh, current um, PGA Tour, uh, 95% of them. CT Pan. CT. Yeah. Bronze medal. Not fighting with Kokrak. No. Love it. No, I, I love that you immediately thought you of that. You could probably one. pick him up though and throw Unlike him. Unlike thinking people. of people that are small, that yeah. probably, I mean, you know, he might be able to fight. You he could might use him as a shield or something like that, but I mean, not in a bar fight. <laughs> so Ernie's on your team, CT. Sorry, you're out. VJ, I know, it didn't, wasn't he a, he was a, a doorman for a while, wasn't he? Probably. He's 100. He's done a lot of things. <laughs> He's 100. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, Dustin's one of the best athletes on tour. Mm, you don't want Dustin fighting. I've no. seen that. Gary? Not, I'm what about Gary? Gary? Gary might I be. I would rather have Gary than Dustin. All right. All right. That'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be a close second yeah. pick for me. Don't All tell right. Gary you said that. No, I won't. We'll say he was the least picked. Jason Kokrak, you're the man. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, you, brother. Thank you, Thank dude. you. Thanks for having me. You got it, bro. Thank you. All right. Well, that was the long-hitting Jason Kokrak joining us, by the way. He ain't scared to tell you he hits it far either. No. Little seven iron, 200 yards, no big deal. Whatever, just sent it down there on 18 at shadow. Just like a little, wedge, little wedge in there. How do you guys like to play the hole? Uh, yeah. Different. <laughs> yeah, slightly different. Yeah. I normally like to throw up on myself and blow it into the lake. It's so cool. I mentioned the story. I'll never forget it. Playing the Porter Cup up in Niagara Falls with him. <laughs> Me of all people who hits it absolutely nowhere. You know, as we all do, take a peek to see yeah. what the other man's hitting in their bag. And he takes two clubs out and puts the one he did. 
he's not hitting it upside down, so I can't tell. Just the ultimate fuck you. Just yeah. no, figure it out on your Thanks, own. Thanks, Jason. By the way, nice. dude, I got to like add two. So if you show seven, I'm probably hitting five. It's not like apples to apples here. Like at uh, least give me so a little love, but that, that's incredible. I was I also like, who really, is this dickhead that won't show me what club he's this hitting? big son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. not helping me out here? Uh, the One of the other things I really like talking to a lot of these guys about, because there's the superstars that come out and turn pro, bam, everything goes well. It's not that that's rare, right? And here's Kokrak, a guy that's, you know, had a monstrous year. He's in the discussion for the Ryder Cup, almost quitting. And there's a lot of those stories out there. I mean, he was down to his last event. He even went to a job interview. I love that. Went to a job interview. Couldn't remember what kind of job it was. Some sort of like telemarketing really scam or some yeah. Ponzi scheme or whatever. And in the middle of the interview, just like, yeah, you know what, bud? This sounds like shit. I'm just yeah. going to keep playing golf. Go and then bam. Sometimes it takes just a little glimpse into the real world. Like, oh, here's what the other side looks like. Okay, maybe it's time I spend a little more time on my golf game. But, man, he's done some unbelievable work with Drew Steckel, his swing coach. Um, and this putting. I mean, he went from, like, outside the top 100 to he's been consistently in the top five all season on the PGA Tour and putting. Uh, when you hit it really far and really straight and then you start making some putts, your bank account's going to look rather nice. Yeah, things tend to change, Mox. And uh, just added a couple couple inches to the putter, standing up a little bit more. Uh, there'll be some people out there trying that. But it's been like a quick transformation. Yeah. You're right. He and Drew Stuckel have done a great job. And, I mean, he's played himself into, you know, that top tier of uh, American golfers right now. And uh, I think the sky's the limit. He just hits it so good time after time. I love that even his golf swing, I know he's working with Stuckel and things like that. It looks natural. It doesn't look like there's a lot of technique. And he's not rehearsing mm -hmm. positions and things like that. It's like see ball, hit ball, and he's got it figured out pretty good. And – very sorry to CT Pan. <laughs> Kokrak doesn't want you on his team if there happens to be a bar fight breakout. But hey, maybe you know some stuff we don't. Maybe but maybe you go challenge Kokrak. If you're cool. on Kokrak's team, there's a good chance you're not gonna have to do it's much work. You know what I mean? So yeah, Kokrak, the popular answer for who do you want on your side? He wants Ernie, which also tough to tough to disagree with that one. No doubt. All right, Sleaze. Well, it was a lot of fun with Jason Kokrak, but you know what's here? Football season. Hello. Um, no golf this week. So with our boys at FanDuel, we're going to do a little football action for you. Give us our favorite bets of the week. Take our talents to the gridiron. <laughs> Proceed with your own risk here. Proceed with yeah. caution. Proceed we with make caution. a lot of shitty bets, yeah. so feel free to tag along. But, Sleeve, I mean, we're always watching golf. We love adding, you know, some fun to it, love gambling, and the only people we do it with is FanDuel. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And tell us why, Sleeve. Uh, most importantly, easy exactly. to use easy to register easy to deposit you go ahead and win boom fast withdrawals you can get your winnings in as little as 24 hours odds boosts and specials by the way shout out to that we had a little odds boost last uh, week if you liked alabama to win against miami which by the way they did pretty convincingly and justin thomas uh, his alma mater there at alabama to shoot under 68 and a half at east lake which he did that was a plus 125 banger just a little free money into the account swoopty on the odds i love boost. these bets though i love combining the football and the golf we're it's gonna do a, a lot great, of that. great little parlay to get a little football and a little golf. i mean who doesn't you're, you're sitting down watching golf on saturday you're watching football too guaranteed but then for our more advanced degenerates, you got things like, I mean, you got crazy range of betting options. You got players, props, futures, whatever bet you're looking for, FanDuel, they got tons of options. And live betting, one of my favorite features, super easy. You're watching the game, maybe you didn't chase, get there by kickoff. Chase, chase that thing. <laughs> chase that thing all day, second half, third quarter, fourth quarter. Hit it as many times as you can. FanDuel makes it super easy. Yeah. And right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk free up to $1,000. Just place your first bet on anything, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. All right, Sleaze, let's get Here to we our go. picks. Well, we're not claiming to be experts in football or anything, Sleaze, but we like to fire, and we're going to be watching. So I'm going to go with an NFL bet, my favorite bet of the week. And this might be unpopular here in our hometown of oh Scottsdale, boy. Arizona. You about to do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not 100% sold on the Cardinals yet. You know, they didn't look that great in preseason. And they're traveling to Nashville, Tennessee. My God, one of mm. my favorite places on the planet. And I think the Titans are for real. You know, they've, they've got Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. They added all kinds of weapons. Their defense is nasty. And they're only laying three points against the Cardinals. So Tennessee, minus three, and it's only minus 105. Okay, there you go. A little, uh, yeah, people, Tighten a lot up, of baby. people high on the Titans. And if the cards go out and maybe hit Broadway the night before, which is a hard place to stay away from. You never know. Maybe they're not feeling too great, but it is opening week. NFL's so hard, man. Minus three, minus six. And a half. I mean, it's the first week possible yeah. and it's week one. And the starters hardly played for Arizona this year. So there's gonna be a lot of, but a lot of chance to make some good money. I'm going to go on the college football side. It's not the best slate in college football. I think Oregon, Ohio state, probably the game of the week mm -hmm. up there. I'm going to go super Homer. And this is because uh, I played golf this past weekend with Max Homa. We started talking about it. 
The uh, the second coming of the Cheez It Bowl of years ago, arguably the worst offensive performance in the history of college football. It was like Clemson, uh, Georgia this past weekend, but not because it was good defenses, just the shittiest offenses ever on a field at the same time. They were running that back in Fort Worth, the great city of Fort Worth. My TCU Horn Frogs are minus 10 against Cal, coming off a loss to Nevada, by the way. If we can't win by 10 at home against Wow, the Cal Bears, Homer. then we don't belong doing nothing this year. So I'm going Homer pick, minus 10. I think we put the put a big number on the board against these boys, launch it in. And mostly it's because I'm, I'm working on a little bet with Max, and I want Max to have to do something embarrassing on his social media where he has 8 billion followers. So that's more or less the reason I'm picking this. But I'm going to go TCU minus 10 at home against the Cal Bears. All right, I got the Tennessee Titans. He's got his TCU Horn Frogs, and there's only one place to bet it, Sleaze, and that is FanDuel. If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get, to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code subpar so they know that we sent you. 21 years and older, present New Jersey, new users only, $5 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market, max bet $5. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well done on that. That's All how you right. do it. That is how you read. That's exactly right. FanDuel, best in the business. Get amongst it with them. And that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.